0: Shalom hu brachu. We are up to the Samach Vol, the daf. The new parashah, Amuno Lakan Gadol, discusses Nechse Melug versus Evetsoin Parzal. The halachic differences between these two possessions of the wife: who can feed drumot and ev atavde melug? We discuss the halachic ramifications of a Nechse Evidzoyin and whether Acharias, if the coin is responsible for something, does that allow him to feed it chuma? We begin with the Mishnah that says if an Almona marries a coin gadol, which she's not allowed to do, or a Grusor marries a coin hadit, and she brings into the marriage Avdi Melug or Avdi Tsoin Barzel. Now, Nechse Melug and Nechse Tsoin Barzel both belong to the wife, except for one difference. The nechse Tzayim Barazel goes entirely into the husband's reshus until the day that he dies or they divorce, in which case that item, or the value of that item, we'll see, goes back to the wife. However, nechse Malog remains in the possession of the wife. The husband is just allowed to receive the Paris from the nechse Malog during their marriage. Now, in this case of this illegal marriage to the Kayan, they cannot feed the Eved of Nechse the Eved of Tzoyim Barazel, Truma. Rather, the Avdi Melug cannot eat Truma because they are still under the ownership of the wife, who is not a Kayan. But the Eved of Tzoyim Barazel, which is 100% in the Kayin Zvishos until the day of the Ksuba, he can eat Truma because he is owned by the Kayin. The halachas of the Avdi Melug include if the Eved dies, the wife's Eved just died. If he goes free, she just lost an Eved. And even though the husband is Chayiv to feed it, feed the Eved, he cannot be fed Shuma because she still retains ownership. But when it comes to the Avdit, so in Barizel, if the Eved dies, the husband lost an Eved. And he'll still have to pay the wife back for an Eved by the time of the Ksuba. If he goes free, he lost the Eved. And since he is Chayiv, he is a Charoi on this Eved, he can, the Kayan can also feed him Shuma. If a Bas Israel marries a Kohen, and into the marriage she brings Avodim, whether they're Avodim or Avodim Tzain Barzel, they are now allowed to eat Shuma. This was a legal marriage. However, a Bas Kohen who marries a Yisrael and brings along into the marriage Avodim, whether they're Avodim or Avodim Tzain Barzel, even though she had previously been allowed to eat Shuma, now that she married a Yisrael, these Avodim cannot truma. Now the Gemara says, Why can't Avde Melug eat truma? They're the Koyan's property. He gets all of the payers of the Avadim. It's like he was kind to of them. Therefore, they should get the rights of their owner, the Koyin's truma. The Brisa says, How do we know that, that a Koyan who marries a woman or buys Avadim, that he's allowed to feed them truma? The Bresa says, how do we know that a woman who buys avodim, or if avodim buys avodim, his slaves buy slaves, since her husband or his master is a kohen, this newly bought eved can now eat truma? The Pesach says, ki nefesh His possessions are allowed to eat Come Gemara answers that there is a rule. Anyone who is allowed to eat truma is allowed to is empowered to grant others the rights to eat Shuma. But if someone cannot eat Shuma, they cannot grant the rights to eat Shuma. However, this doesn't fit so well, because we do have a case of an Orel, or anyone who's tome, they can't eat Shuma, but this crayon's wife or Avodim are still allowed to eat. The gemara says, that's just like a, a canker sore. If he's an Orel, he just needs to get a brisk. If his he just has to go to the mikvah. So he still has the power of truma within him. He just has to fix this one issue. The Gemara says, still, we have a case of a momzer who can't eat Shruma, but can't grant his Koyan grandmother the rights to eat is His grandmother used to be Israel, married a Koyin. If everyone dies, but leaves over this momzer grandson, it's a Koyan grandson who can't eat truma, granting his grandmother the power to eat truma. So Ravina gives an answer. Number one, we're not talking about whether the koin has the power to give over the rights to eat chuma. If the koin is coined as someone, a wife or an evid, and that evid has now the power to eat chuma, they have the right to give others the rights to chuma by being coined them as a slave. But if they cannot, as a kinyan of the koin, eat chuma, they can't pass that on. Ravul gives a second answer. That means their rights are really... They can't eat truma, but the Rabbanah made a Gezeira. because this almona married a koye, and we want this marriage to end. So if we do not allow her or her evet to eat, she's going to do some introspection and say, "Look, I'm basically not related to this koyin. I, neither I or my evet are allowed to eat truma. I'm like a zayinah by him, and they'll get divorced, which is what we want in this situation." Ravashi gives a third answer. That it's a Gezerah that maybe even after her husband, the Koyan, dies, she'll continue feeding the eved truma. However, this is a is not the gemara doesn't like this because that same concern would apply to a yisrael who marries a kohen. Forget being an almana. Maybe she'll continue giving her eved truma after her husband dies. So Rashi retunes his answer and says we're talking about an, an, an almana who is a bas kohen. And after her husband dies, she may revert back to her old ways of eating chuma. She would say, look, I used to eat truma back in my father's home. And then when I was married to a kohen, I was able to feed my eved truma. So now I'll just go back to my father's state. And I could definitely feed my eved truma." And she doesn't know that before she was only allowed to eat truma because she wasn't a halala. She wasn't an almona who married a kohen gadol. So the Gemara asks, what would Allah be if if it wasn't an almona kohenes? But if it was an almono bas yisrael, would Allah be there according to Ravashi? The Rabbanan wouldn't uh, argue; they would agree that she can feed. The the Rabbanon rather do not differentiate between a bas koyin almono or a bas yisrael almono, and she would not be allowed to feed her eved truma while even while the koyin husband is still alive. Next, the Gemara has a case: if a woman brings nitzayit tzay zaynu barzel into her marriage. And then when they're getting a divorce she says well I would like to bring that same item that I brought into the marriage uh, out and because it is her property it's her, it's her the husband just held on to it, but he owes it to her but he says you know I'd rather just pay you the value of it who do we listen to the husband or the wife does she get the item itself or the value of the item so if you who the answers That the halacha goes with her, she gets the item itself. Ami says that the din is with the husband, that he can pay her only the value of the item. Rabbi Yehuda says that the halacha goes with him because the heirloom value of this item, this item was always in her family, she gets the item itself. Ami says that the halacha goes with him because this Nechzitsoy barzel is 100% his. If it was an Eved and Eved dies, he just lost an Eved. If it goes off free, then he lost the Eved, and he would still need to pay back the value of him. Since he is achroy on the Nechzitsoy barzel, he's even allowed to feed a it truma. It's mamashiz. the goes with him. He can pay her the value. Rav Safra says the Nechzitsoy barzel aren't his just because he's achroy for them. And he holds that the Nechzitsoy barzel are in fact hers the entire time. So now the Gemari wants to clarify if the koyin is chayv in the chryas of an item or, or a an eved. In this case, can he? Does that automatically allow the eved to eat truma because he is the responsibility of a koyin? The Mishnah says that if a Yisrael rents a cow to a koyin, the koyin is allowed to feed it truma, truma fodder. If a koyin rents a koyin cow to a Yisrael. Even though the Yisrael is the one that has to feed it during the rental period. He's not allowed to feed it Shuma. You see that being a chroy on something does not make it yours. Le'inyin Shuma. The Gemara says you can't compare that. When you're renting something, you are responsible for it in the event of a theft or a loss. But if there is an eyness that happens during the rental, it evaporates. Your cow evaporated. Yes, indeed. You're not responsible for that. If the animal changed in value, that's not your responsibility. So it's not a full achraiz by rental, that's not a raya. It you know, you know what it is comparable to to the safe over there where it says that if a Jew leaves his cow with a coin but before renting it, he says, This is exactly the value of this cow. And this is the value that I want to be receiving back at the end of the rental. The coin is not allowed to feed it, Truma. But if it would be vice versa, so the koyin rents his cow to the israel and says, "I want exactly this cow back in this value," it still retains the Koy- the, Koy- the owner's status, and the yisrael will be allowed to feed it truma because he's actually the achrayus is still on the owner, not on the renter. Next, the rabbi rishon we were sitting at the end of Rabbi Nachman's shir, and they said that the brayisa actually goes like a yehuda there's another b'risa that goes like Rabbi Ami the b'risa that goes like Rabi Ami who says that the din is with the husband he can pay the value and now like of Yehuda who says that the din is with the wife that she gets the next barzel Barzal itself that b'risa says that the avodim of Tzoyin Barzel are free if their tooth or eye gets popped out but that's only if the husband popped out the tooth or the eye but if the woman popped out the tooth or the eye it's not hers, and the Eved won't go free. This get out of free card, this got to get out of jail free card, only applies to the Eved's owner, and the wife is not its owner when it's a Tzain Barzel. The price that goes like Rabbi Yehuda, which sounds like it's the wife's possession, even by Tzain Barzel, states that if a woman brings Nestle Tzain Barzel into her marriage, and the husband wants to sell it, he's not allowed to. Furthermore. Even if she brings in the Eved with its exact value. Rather, if the husband decides to add to the next barzel, Barzel, meaning he, I'm going to give this to you by the release of your ksuba, but he says an exact value of this Eved, the husband is still not allowed to sell it. It becomes hers to write our Behuda. If both of them did sell this Eved for the parnasa for the value which actually happened with the Rav ben Gamliel. a case came before him, and he posken, that the Baal no longer has ownership, and this proves that Nechzitzayinu Barzel are not the husband's property. In fact, Rava Rav Nachman says, the Halacha is like a and it belongs to the wife, the husband does not have complete rights over the of Barzel. Rava asks of Nachman, we have a bryasa that says, but fairies, that we pass on like a vami. He says yes, even though there is a brayzel that says like we go like a me, the svarah of Rav Yehuda is so good, the svarah of the shvach be'savia, the heirloom, the family value of it, is enough that to make it that we pass against the brayzel like of Yehuda. There was a woman, in the next step of the Gemara, that brought to her marriage, uh, a woolen garment as part of her ksuba. The husband died, and this is her next to Tzayinu Barzal, but they took it and they used it to cover up the mace for Tachrichim. Rava said, this mace is now koina the Tachrichim. He is this woolen garment. So, nana berayi Rav Yosef, asks Rav Kahana, yeah, but I thought Rava says that we pass like Rav Yehuda, that it's the wife's property. Why? How is the husband coin it because they used it for his Tachrichim? And he answered, Rav Yehuda would agree that it's still the husband's if there was no act of collecting, if the wife never actually collected it. And since the wife didn't get a hold of this woolen bagot, it still retains his ownership on it. And this is Rav LaTaymei who holds that hektish Chomet and shechrur can free an item or a person from being meshubed to a lender. If this was given as collateral, the slave was collateral. Uh, Shimon couldn't pay back Reuven, and Reuven would keep the slave, but then Shimon frees the slave. That slave is free. Shimon has to find another way of paying back Reuven. And next, before the next missionary of Yehuda says, if a woman brings two kalem two items into the marriage, and each one is worth 500 Zuz, so between the two of them, it's a 1,000 Zuz, and then over the course of their marriage, these items doubled in value. And now each one is worth a thousand Zuz. She can take one of them with her Ksuba, and the other one she can buy, because since it came from her household, she can buy back her Leichter. She doesn't have to walk away with just the a thousand Zuz value of it. What's the Chiddush over here? Rabbi Yehuda already told us that since it's her, it's a, there's a special value of it being in her family, it goes to her. What's the Chiddush? And the Chiddush here is that I might think that this Chiddush of Rabbi Yehuda allows her to take something with familial value with a ksuba. But who says that she could take it by just buying it after she already got her ksuba? Kamash malon. Rabbi Yehuda teaches us a second chiddush. She could even buy it off of her husband. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.